Welcome to episode 173. What do you believe about what all of this is? All of this being you, your existence, your life, your struggles, your sickness, everything that you are. What is it all? And how do we get it right? How do we do life the right way? It seems to be that we go through life serving everyone else's needs and we hit some age, usually after we've retired, where we finally say, I'm going to do what I want to do for me because I want it. But we actually seem to have missed out on the previous 50, 60 or 70 years of living to our true potential. And all of that inauthentic living has often produced obesity, back pain, hormonal issues, problematic relationships, mental health breakdowns, a lack of money, and it all just doesn't feel good and like we've missed the whole point to life. It's like we didn't start living until we got to this age where we said, I'm going to do it for me. If you live out of alignment with things that you actually want in your day-to-day life and you have health issues as well, then this episode is for you. We dive into how people live incongruently and how to begin the journey back to living your true authentic life which when the energy is flowing correctly, it can return the body to a state of health and healing using energetic medicine. But you've got to know how to use it. This is one of those, if you haven't found your answer yet, then this is probably it kind of episodes. Keep an open mind and let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? It's another fine day for a podcast this year, of which in 2022, it's my mission to coach 300 people to get control of their emotional eating so they can lose weight and actually keep it off without counting calories or eating rabbit food. So in today's episode, I have a bit of a unique guest for you compared to our usual types of conversation, which are often based in the physical and perceived realms of our awareness. And I always like it when these conversations are given space to occur because they're sometimes the thing you need to hear to just entirely flip your perspective on the way you're looking at yourself or a major challenge in your life or just your life as a whole. So I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Sue Mortar, whom is an intellectual in the energetic space. She's a speaker, an international speaker, a best-selling author, a teacher, a chiropractic doctor with over 30 years of experience bringing together ancient wisdom traditions with cutting-edge quantum science. And as a scientist, I'm obviously loving the sound of this. Her (laughs) highly praised text, The Energy Codes, guides you to unprecedented levels of self-expression, health, and healing by building neurocircuitry to raise your cellular vibrational frequency. She was the founder of the Morta Health Center in 1987. She's the founder and visionary of the Morta Institute for Bioenergetics, an organization committed to teaching individuals self-healing techniques with an inner wisdom-based approach to life based on quantum science and higher consciousness. With three distinct schools representing the unification of mind, body, and spirit. We've got the School of Energy Medicine, the School of Body Awake, including yoga, and the School for Higher Consciousness and Personal Development. Dr. Sue provides tools and avenues to empower the global community to discover and embody a joyful, inspired life lived from the true, soulful self. Dr. Sue's visionary models and techniques ignite an entirely new approach to accessing creative genius and living from personal freedom, which obviously sounds amazing, and we all want some of that. So, Sue, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm fabulous and so happy to be here. What a... uh... What a lovely, lovely uh, thing that you're doing in the world, and it's uh, certainly an honor to be a part of it. So I look forward to where we get to go today. Yeah, likewise. I've, I've been doing a lot of homework listening to your podcasts and different teachings uh, You know, from before I was even on the planet, and you have such a wealth of knowledge and perspective, and I just really love the way that you deliver the information, and so I'm really excited to get an opportunity to chat to you. And I think for, like, for a lot of the people listening in, this energy space, it's like, it's kind of vague and gray and confusing. And and for some, maybe a bit woo-woo. Maybe for some, it's interpreted as religion or God. Can you just, can we just start from a place with like, what is energy? What do you mean when we talk about bioenergetics? 
Uh, well, sure. Uh, two different things here. So everything is energy. And this is something that sometimes we don't really think about. But the chair that someone is sitting in, the car that they may be driving um, in this moment is made of energy. Energy is just packed together in different vibrational frequencies, and it gives us a different experience. So emotions are energy. The physical body is energy. Uh, our thoughts are energies. The computer that we're uh, recording through is it's all energy. It's all this vibrational frequency that is uh, our physical reality that that if you take the unified field of energy, just the backdrop of all of existence and start compressing it. This is just a law of physics that all physical matter is just compressed energy. So if you decompress it along the way, you begin to experience less and less of the physical domain and more and more into the quanta or the invisible world. But it is all, you know, it is all still just as real and just as vital to our existence. And so then you ask, what is bioenergetics? That would be just the description of the energies that comprise the physical human body, the human system, the bioenergetics. So, so body meaning bio and, and energy and the energetics. So it's the study of the energy flow through the human system and the effects that it has. And, and actually, let me just say that the human system is compressed energy. So the whole thing is energy. It's not just that we have energy running through us. We are a, a presence of energy. And so then it starts to get mind bending and, and really fun when we start talking in those terms. But through the work that I'm doing, we're learning how to masterfully manage the energy that flows through this bioenergetic system so that we can generate more healthful environments and holistic approaches to living and understanding how and when and where we need to do things differently to uh, to self-heal and to self-regulate and to uh, become more creative or operate the ways that we would rather be operating in this world. So. I'll stop yeah. there and see where you want to go with it. But but that's the bottom line is that everything is energy, including you. And mm. uh, and we have to start thinking in those terms instead of being we're more like um, we're more like a flickering flame than just a hunk of meat. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we, we're not just this tissue, skin and bones and and you know livers and kidneys and colons and so forth They're, that those things are also different vibrational frequencies of energy. And so it's just an, it's another, it's a bigger context uh, and time for us to take a bigger context in life if we really want to, to live from a more holistic approach completely. What do you think for most people is one of the problems when it comes to like, we've got so much sickness and illness and mental health challenges in the world. And a lot of people end up finding their solutions. They've, they've been to doctors, they've been to naturopaths, they've been to all of these different types of people. And it's often for many people, not until they have a, a deeply emotional, if not spiritual experience that shifts something internally that leads to their healing and like um dr andrew Weil wrote you know wrote the book um spontaneous healing um Mm -hmm. which is often when you look into those scenarios it's this shift in in energy you could even say and so with your experience what what is wrong or what how are people mismanaging their own energy before their diagnosis or you know leads up to a, a situation in their life where they get sick before they have to realize oh i need to figure out this energy component Yes, absolutely. You know, great question. And, you know, I was raised with energy medicine. It's the only medicine I've ever had. I've never gone to the doctor and taken an antibiotic for to heal some ailment. I've never done that. I've, I've been in uh, raised in the environment and then educated in the environment of, uh, you know, how this works. So, so I love talking about this and I love turning people on to the fact that they have a tremendous impact uh, capacity for their own health and vitality. So to answer your question, I would say that that the, the number one reason that we end up in a diagnosable state, meaning we have symptoms and something that needs to be addressed from some perspective, is energy gets blocked. That energy flow that is supposed to be flowing through the body. In fact, I have a little image here that I use in some of the courses, online courses that I teach. If I can just show in a little image here, I think it'll be quick yeah, for yeah. pictures worth a thousand words, right? So this energy flows through the body like this. It flows down through the central 
poor channel of the body and uh, hits the earth and rises back up through the physical body, comes out the top of the head, cycles around, this is measurable, cycles around the outside of the body, gets taken up again at the tip of the spine and routes itself up again and just keeps recycling and recycling and recycling like that. And it's Mm -hmm. constantly being replenished and rejuvenated. It's constantly hitting the earth and being grounded and then rising up. And the number, if if this is how our system's functioning, we are self-healing and self-regulating and self-illuminating we become more and more aware and more and more capable all the time. And here's how most people are functioning. Okay. That energy drops down through the body, hits the earth, comes back up. And then it starts this course of traversing left and right, basically, um, dodging things, finding the path of least resistance. And the reason that it would have resistance has to do with the number one reason that people get sick. And that is unresolved emotion. Unresolved emotion. Unresolved emotion creates different chemistries in the body. It creates a blockage in the energy flow. And it gives us what we feel as the knot in our stomach, the tightness in our chest, the lump in our throat, etc. So there's always this effort of trying to make the mind aware of what's not been dealt with properly. But the mind is so busy overriding it by trying to learn, figure out how to dodge its next circumstance and, and survive its next scenario or, or or so busy regretting or feeling remorse or projecting or predicting the future that it's not available in the present moment to just feel what I need to be feeling, be present with what I need to be present with and, and deal with it and allow this energy to move again instead of it getting shoved down, blocked out and uh, really negated and marginalized. And so, so we're here to learn how to do that. And that is the, the course of our lives. You know, the, the um, the ninety five year old who gets asked, you know, well, how did you do it? What what what's ha- what's going on here? The hundred and five year old, when we inquire, um, you know, they'll say, you know, I finally figured out. I just get to do it my way, live and let live. I'm not going to worry about it. And under those circumstances, the energy is allowed to continue to flow. The person who is righteous and figuring out who needs to do what and trying to dictate, micromanage the universe and their own lives is not uh, really allowed to have the same benefits that they shut down this energy and it becomes blocked and and generates different biofeedback systems uh activates different biofeedback systems in the body so we end up in trouble and unable to heal um and and i can go i can go into how that happens but i just want to stop and see where you want to go with this yeah i'm i mean i think you're so amazing i have a billion questions for you but um Uh with what you were saying there like i have this random idea that Basically, the human species has just been repeating the same mistakes for generations and generations and generations because it actually takes us until we're about 95 to have that spiritual energetic moment. And it's like, you know, we're all basically elders before we get the opportunity to manipulate life and the world in the way that we want. But we've only got this like window of time in our physical being that's like five or 10 years or even one or two before you have that experience. And it's like, do you think the reason that we're not able to most people that don't you know don't have the fortune of being born into a family or an environment that is familiar with energy medicine or the way that energy works do you think that the one of the problems is that people just don't have access to the understanding or knowledge so it takes them on you know we're we're so rooted in the physical that it takes so long to until we have to go through all of the things make all of the mistakes just like the former generation and the former generation and the 100 generations before them until we yes. get to this moment of being like nothing worked um now i've found myself here do you think we'd all be in better situations if we were born into families that knew how to be literate in energy medicine oh well definitely it would be better but and and may we one day be able to say that our children were born into families where we had an understanding about how consciousness affects energy flow in the body and that it all matters and that we can do something about it you know may we be saying that one day so so yeah. i spend my life teaching people how to do it that weren't raised in that environment. That's what I do is I teach people how to connect with that because Mm -hmm. we all have access to it. Anyone can. It's just a matter of rearranging. And, and And to speak to what you're saying, I would say absolutely true that we're so obsessed with the physical world. And, and if we realize that the physical world is when we see something in the physical, we're actually looking at history. We're not looking at, at what is real in the present moment. What is real in the present moment is that, is that the manifest world is being manifested always. And so, 
when something has already been manifested, it's already happened. So when we get obsessed with our health based upon symptoms that we feel, we're, we're dealing with history. There was something at play long before the symptom actually surfaced. And if we could learn how to train our minds, and we can, and that's what I teach people how to do, is how to, is, is to train the mind to be aware of a more subtle version of energy, then we could head these things off at the past and rewrite uh, rewrite how it ends up manifesting in the physical dimension. If you look at the human system as a spectrum, that we go from pure spirit energy, pure light, pure consciousness, which is the foundation of who we are, all the way down the other end of a spectrum to compressing and compressing and compressing and compressing that energy all the way down to this physical body, this physicality in the physical world is the caboose on a train. And if we could get better at moving up the train and even sit down in the engine of the train, we would create a much better ride for the caboose uh, along the way if we were working um, with each state of consciousness or each level of energy that we actually do have access to. So people can train their minds how to sense and feel, and the body is actually trying to bridge those worlds. The body is trying to, to, to speak to the mind and tell it what needs needs to happen differently to be able to get out of the way and not get sick. You know, I, I love that you, you speak about how to not get sick. And, and <laughs> this is, this is, you know, just stop doing the things that we're doing to make ourselves sick because the body is designed to be healthy. And the only reason that it isn't is if we keep asking it to do things that it's really not supposed to have to do. And if we don't process things, get this on an emotional and a mental and emotional level, if we don't process process life on a mental and emotional level, we just keep defaulting it down the train and we just make the caboose handle it. We just make the guy at the end of the line deal with all of our stuff. And so it ends up, you know, there's been so much research showing us that that there's such a relationship between emotional unresolvedness and chronic degenerative diseases, you know, whether it's arthritis or cancers or inflammatory diseases or, or, or you know, you name it. And as we begin to resolve some of the things that the body has been bearing the burden of, uh, the body starts to replenish and rejuvenate and heal again because we're no longer com- completely compressing its um, its natural functionality uh, by asking it to to do things. For for instance, if if we don't resolve uh, things on an emotional level, our kidneys have to take up an action of working on the resolution of chemistries, the liver and the kidneys are now having to dissolve extra amounts of chemistries that are generated from prolonged um, grudge, prolonged agitation, prolonged judgment, prolonged anger. You know, over a long period of time, our system is like, come on, aren't you going to get over this so that we stop producing the chemistries that are produced when you get angry? If we stay angry, those chemicals are still in there just being generated. And the body, in order to survive, has to get rid of those chemistries. So it has to filter and cleanse and detox and alkalize and do all sorts of things just to keep the tissues from burning up with the amount of anger that we suppress. So as a byproduct of not being able to keep up with that, we end up with arthritis. We end up with, you know, rigidity in the spine or, or non-flexibility in the body. If we're not flexible mentally and emotionally, our body can't possibly be flexible. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's hand and glove. They go together. And, and we, I love it that we are awakening to these relationships and curious about them and wanting to do something about it so that, so that we can live the lives that we were truly intended to be living. Absolutely. I think we're at a point and technology has allowed us to move so rapidly to a point where people have gotten so sick so rapidly because of the Western diet and the Western lifestyle and people are underslept. They're stressed literally every minute they're awake and they're still having stress responses when they're asleep because they haven't downloaded those energies or problems or challenges. And so we've gotten to a point where it's like everyone around me is sick and dying. Like there has to be a different answer because clearly those answers are not working. And and I think, you know, a big part of my own journey was, you know, I worked in a cancer hospital for many years um, and, and that's where I became awake to the idea that everyone is sick and we're just making them sicker and actually nobody in this hospital is actively working on a cure anyway. Um, so it's obviously there's, you know, the answer is outside Western medicine. It's outside of the hospital. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad too that 
that this world is opening up. You know, it's not a, a world with energy medicine that I'm familiar with, but we have, I've got a good friend that's a shaman and he comes on the show regularly. And just, yeah, I'm so grateful that you're all introducing people to this really ancient wisdom that has just been forgotten. Yes, it has been forgotten because we've externalized our empowerment. We've disempowered ourselves and empowered the outer world. And as we were saying earlier, you know, that's we're look, like driving down the road, looking in the rearview mirror when we do that. It's like it, it's not the place to be looking. And so uh, it, the body acts like the dashboard. If we were driving down the road and we actually wanted to know what was going on with this vehicle, if we can sense and feel what's happening on the dashboard. So when there's a knot in the stomach or tightness in the chest or, you know, some rippling message comes up from deep within our core that says, you know, you really are done with this. You really need to not do that thing anymore. You need to tell them that, that this is how you feel or, or you, you need, you know, whatever. If we keep suppressing that messaging that is happening uh, and overriding it, we continue to go down a pathway where we're just, we're daring our body to be able to continue to function properly because we're suppressing energy that is meant to be expressed. And so that we haven't learned how to do that is a byproduct of our upbringing. I mean, we land here, we kind of split flat. We, we don't know what's going on. Our mind goes one way, our body another, and our breath is another way. And, and the whole spirit is just kind of hanging out, trying to figure out, should I even go into this thing? Should I even do this life full on? Or should I just hold back? Um, and so the process of our life is a, is a process of pulling back all of these aspects of, of our wholeness. And when we pull them back together and integrate again, we have the capacity to sense and feel and know what our true path is and how we're supposed to be navigating this life. And we are we are comfortable and grounded and integrated enough that we feel comfortable speaking our truth. We're not worried about it because we know that we can speak with love and compassion and tell our truth instead of it having to blow things up just to, just just to be able to you know reveal how we really feel about something. And so all of these things play an integral role in how the nervous system is able to function, how the chemical system is able to to function and how we can ultimately have a caboose on this train that's that's happy and uh, and and functioning the way that it's designed to. I love the the way that you phrase the splat uh, because it kind of implies this traumatic element to it's it's like we've gone from being awake as maybe an energy or a spirit and then we're born asleep and we spend our entire lives trying to wake back up or the universe is trying to wake it up wake us up or whoever it might be and it's like being born is this inherent traumatic close your mind close your you know your turn your energy off and it's yeah the way that you word it just makes me think it's like oh we're actually born asleep we were awake before and we'll wake up afterwards and some people never wake up Right. Well, the invitation is to learn how to wake up while we're here so that this is an enjoyable experience, delightful and, 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 and a, a curiosity and a grand adventure rather than just something that we're trying to survive. And Mm -hmm. this is, this is teachable and it's learnable and it's definitely a part of someone's holistic healthcare regime if they're truly interested in, in really owning all of their uh, capacity and, and to really turn it on. It is, it is a time that we are living at a time where that is more possible than ever. And more people are interested in this than ever because of what's happening in our outer world and how much it is, you know, limiting our, our, our mindless experience. We are having to be more mindful. We're having to become more present. We're having to check in and, and make decisions. Do, do I really want to do that? Or do I really want to go here? Or do I, you know, what is important to me and how do I want to navigate? And if we're noticing, that a lot of those decisions are are becoming fear-based. Well, I don't want to do that and I want to avoid that. Now people are looking for, you know, I'm tired of making fear-based decisions every day. I'm just uncomfortable. It's not giving me the life that I want to live. I'm not experiencing the joy and the and the easy, easygoingness and the um, spontaneity that I used to, you know, apparently was experiencing. And now I'm aware that that I what that I'm not. And so people are introspective. They're starting to take inventory. What matters to me? And in that moment, we, we can interrupt old patterns and habits more easily than when we were on autopilot three or four years ago before pandemics and before, you know, all kinds of new strains and this and that happening all the time. And so 
in that moment, there's such an opportunity for a window to open and for people to realize, you know, there's got to be another way. There's got to be something else I could be doing to to feel better, to be more innovative, to to have more creativity and spontaneity and to feel healthier and stronger and to sleep better and to and to be more optimistic naturally. There's there has to be a way. And and there is, you know, in that splat that we were talking about we land, we splat, we immediately direct our attention externally. We're, we're looking like, okay, how do I get safe? What's going on here? I have no idea. Who do I trust? What, what, who am I supposed to please? How do I do this thing? And all of our attention goes externally. And so here we are a vehicle and we're not even paying attention to the vehicle itself. We're just 100% um, focused on the environment. So we, then we start looking to the environment for feedback. Well, so am I pleasing you? D- if I'm pleasing you, then I'm okay. Am I doing this right? If I'm doing this right, then I'm okay. And if you are the one who says, if I'm doing it right or wrong, then I have to keep my attention on you. Well, what quantum science is showing us that whatever we put our attention on starts to materialize. And so we manifest more photon density. Now, photons are just these tiniest little packets of energy that we stack them up enough of them and that creates matter. So photons have influences on things like electrons, which create atoms, which create molecules, which create tissues and substance and chairs and bodies and and all sorts of things that we've been speaking about. So we come down to the bottom line. It's about photons. Well, these tiny little packets are so, so influenceable. They're so tiny that if we just think a thought in their direction, they respond. If we put our attention over here, they go over here. If we put our attention in here, they concentrate in here. So what happens is we can create a greater sense of self, a greater sense of self. If we would just do this simple thing of Instead of directing all of our attention to the external world, just start referencing our internal world. Just start paying attention to what do I feel? What's going on? What's happening inside of here? Am I truly happy? Do I really mean yes when I say yes to this invitation? Or do I really want to say thank you? No. All right. So so in this, we have to realize there are 11 billion bits of information bombarding this energy system. That picture that I held up a moment ago, 11 billion bits of information bombarding that toric field energy flow that we were just looking at. 11 billion bits of information every millisecond. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of data. <laughs> That's a lot. 11 billion bits of information every millisecond. So what that, and here's the, the most significant point and why I keep talking about turning our attention inward. Those impulses, those bits of information, they don't land in our head telling us what to do. They land all over the body. All over the body, these cells of our body and the cells of our skin, the cells of our intestines, the cells of our organs, our, our, our glands, the liver, kidney, colon, all this that we're referencing as vital organs all the time, they're all receiving this information. They receive it right through the skin, right at to, at right to the cellular level, because it's the backdrop of everything that is in this manifested physical world. So every cell has little antennas, receptor sites on the surface of the cell. And we used to think that the brain of a cell was in the nucleus of that cell. But we're actually learning that the brain of the cell is on the cell wall where these little antennas are, that they pick up on information and they transfer that information inside the cell. And that tells the cell, we need to produce more of this chemistry or less of this chemical, and we need to shut down this one. And these other cells are saying, oh, with this information, we need to kick in and do what we do. And so there's this instantaneous information simultaneously throughout the whole body. And that information arrives at this level of the butt of the body or the, or the gut in high concentrated levels. And then they rise as neurotransmitters and, and peptide, you know, chains and, and neurochemical responses. And they rise up to our primitive brain and they rise in the right proportion beyond the primitive brain into our high executive centers where we can make a good decision based on what we would have called a gut feeling. If we make a decision based upon these essences, these energies that are rising up from our core, we're actually making a decision based on billions of more bits of information than when we use our analytical, logical, linear thinking, strategical mind alone. When we put the two together, we're home free. 
And this is what we need to learn to do. So my point is this. If we can learn and we can to pay attention to what's going on in here to a more refined degree and sense and feel what this is all about, we're basing our decisions and our awarenesses and our conclusions and then therefore our plans and our projects on a universal intelligence a truly a a cosmic bandwidth of energies that are that are here for us to utilize in creative ways and we can even transcend our limiting beliefs that keep us in the box that we're in if we allow this to start happening if we trust our gut if we allow this information to rise in the way and in the proportions that it is meant to rise to our awareness we have a knowing that goes beyond logic and it goes beyond strategy. And it actually starts to, to kind of bring us into the realm of more like the miraculous. It's like, I don't know how this happened, but it just happened. I don't know how I'm healing, but I'm just healing. And it's because we're making decisions and opening our system and honoring these tools that we were born with, that we were supposed to be utilizing to navigate this life. So so there's there's a big picture that I would love for humanity to get. And it's we have to come back from the splat. And what you were saying is, you know, it takes a whole lifetime. And so we keep repeating all these problems, but we can work ahead of time. And technology is teaching us and showing us that we can do that and validating our ability to do that. So now our beliefs are aligning with our ability to do this. And we will get better at collapsing time and working ahead of the curve instead of waiting for problems problems to exist and then deciding at 90, I'm just going to do it my way. I'm just going to go with what I want. We can do it sooner and create lives that are based on more authenticity, delight, and really soulful presence uh, rather than just personality, fear-based, you know, decision-making drives. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. I'm super curious about that decision moment because like, as we've discussed, you know, it happens later in life for a lot of people, whether it be 90 or 65 or 100 or I'm wondering, do you think trauma, suffering and pain is needs to occur for somebody to be receptive and likely to open this kind of door to the possibilities? Do you think there needs to be that kind of life experience to that hits some type of threshold for that type of individual that's like, now I'm willing to open the door? You know, there are certain, a a lot of people that that has been true for, and it has been a godsend. And later people look at, they look back on those traumas and, and are actually grateful for them because it's, that was the moment where, you know, I had a pivotal point, a defining moment in my life. And, and so it has, it has played a beautiful role for so very many, 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 many of the people that thousands, tens of thousands of people that I have engaged with over the last decades as, as I'm traveling and, and teaching. And, and now online exchanging in these ways report that, you know, it was a moment like that. However, I know that we are awakening to a degree, even us having conversations like this about this and tying it together for people that, that if we truly are awakening to responsible stewardship 
of, of this whole miraculous system that we are, then we can consciously choose to find ourselves in this realm. Uh, but yes, I would say that those traumas have served, but if someone, uh, wants to awaken and wants to take responsibility and finds themselves in a conversation like this, for instance, we can preempt needing a traumatic moment to cause the awakening and the door flying open. We can cause the door to open gracefully and fluidly, which is, you know, why I travel and and teach all the time what I do because I want people to get to the, get to the bonus without the, the, you know, the trauma get to the get to the to the to the to the, to the pot of gold uh, simply by f- choosing uh, a, a delightful path and but knowing what to do knowing how to access this same thing because in those traumatic moments there is an alignment that occurs there is a, a quickening that occurs mm-hmm. and in that quickening we create photon density like in this moment we come home to ourselves we come back from the splat And so even if the trauma is somewhat splatting, the mental and emotional response in that moment is, whoa, let me let me take an inventory here. My life flashed before my eyes. I don't want life to pass me by. I'm going to get busy, you know, turning the corner. I'm I have a different priority system. I'm paying attention now. And so we could gracefully choose to pay attention. And and I I know and have witnessed because the patients that I started treating um, in in the late 80s, now have grandchildren that I'm, you know, working with and witnessing how they have taught their children who are teaching their, their now grandchildren, um, these principles and they're thinking differently. They're walking and talking and behaving differently. They're responding differently and they're creating their life intentionally rather than waiting for life to happen and then rearranging what they didn't like you know, and kind of operating from on the backside of the model is how I refer to it, waiting for the world to create the life that we're supposed to live in, and then just being a better responder to that. Instead of that, they're getting way out ahead of that and saying, you know, I'm just going to create it. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to have some say here in ways that I didn't know I had or permission for. And as that begins to happen, more and more people are are awakening to the fact that, you know, we don't have to suffer uh, in order to awaken. And I have a thing that I reference as the bus stop conversation in the book, uh, the energy codes that I wrote. And it's basically where we all go to the bus stop on our way to earth. And, you know, we kind of plan out, it's like a soul contracts kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. we agree to kind of rub up against each other and create some friction so that we can cause each other to awaken. And so the traumas and dramas that we have experienced in our lives are results of this bus stop conversation where we made these agreements that basically just when I think I've got it all together, I want you to come along and blindside me and just make me, you know, open all up again and and recognize that I, I actually didn't have it all together. I wouldn't have had such a you know, horrific reaction to what you did or said. And so now I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow. And so thank you for that. And, and so it's not that we have to have those explosive traumas, but if we do, it's nice to know that there was a plan to all of that of sorts that was allowing us to, to truly meet our, our, our masterful pinnacle highest, you know, performance in this life and, and really experience all that is available for us in this beautiful place that we exist in at this time. Yeah, no, totally. And that soul contract thing, could I guess that be perceived by some as the conversation with God? Like how does how does this, your sort of ideology that we're talking through at the minute, like is it, is it based around like a, a religious ideology or a deity or that there's somebody that's in control of this, of all of it? So I'm I'm very good friends with uh, with Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote Conversations with God, and mm-hmm. and and we talk about this. And he's he leans in when I start talking. About it. He takes notes on his dinner napkin because he's like, "Oh, I love it. I love what you're saying." And <laughs> and 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 what I was basically saying is that you know I personally would like to allow the universe to flow through me directly. I don't want to humanize God. I don't want to create a person out there that I'm supposed to, you know, work through here and be in the good graces of in order to make this thing work. Um, so, so this idea that, that, that God would help those who help themselves is something that's kind of more in alignment with, with where I'm coming from in this conversation. I'm just speaking about the energy. So if we were, 
you know, lots of different ways to talk about, about God or, or the, or the unified field or super consciousness or uh, all of this. And, and it doesn't matter where someone is coming from as long as they recognize that they have the, um, the birthright to heal themselves, to be whole, that they have the birthright to be whole and that they don't have to meet the approval of anything. And when they are acting from grace and love and compassion and they truly care and there is an integration there that everything that happens as a byproduct of their actions will be met with the same kind of holism, holistic, you know, healing, um, uh, energies that everything will be made available when that is our come from. And so when I speak about contracts, I, I'm really, t- you know, there isn't a bus stop that we go to and have a conversation with other, you know, spirits and then we come in. It doesn't happen that way. It happens electromagnetically that we land in the perfect environment that we're supposed to land in in order to awaken to the things that we're here to coming into this life to awaken to. And so it's an attraction. There's an electromagnetic attraction. And so where we land in the perfect environment, oftentimes people will say, you know, I don't belong in my family. I don't know how this happened. It, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't connect for me or I, I feel so different from so many and that kind of thing happens. And, or sometimes they say, I, I feel like I landed on the wrong planet. I don't know why I'm here, but <laughs> it's all in perfect divine design that there is an orchestration to the cosmos. And it's been, it's been referenced for millennia, for thousands of years in the Eastern culture, in the Vedic tradition, the earliest texts that were explaining consciousness and physical health and the relationship. It's not a relationship between the two. It's a continuum. It's one thing that is expressing itself and we're either interfering with it or we're not. And so when we start to tie these, these things together, we start to realize that, that it, it comes down to first things first. Am I open to receiving? Am I open? Am I open to being more than I thought I was? Am I open to being capable of healing things that I've been told in my life are not healable? Am I open to the possibility that there could be another opinion? Am I open to the possibility that I could have an influence on my own physical ability to heal? Am I, am I willing to learn? Am I, because that doorway is a huge one. It Mm -hmm. sometimes people don't even know that's a, an optum, you know, an, an option, I should say, of a door to walk through. They just, we, we grew up being told this is what's, what's so, and, you know, take this and, you know, we're going to have to cut that out and that's that. But I've spent my life in conversations with people who didn't want to do those things that were being suggested and they were looking for an alternative. And I've watched them turn their lives around. I've, mm-hmm. I've people with grandchildren that were told they were never able to have children and, Turned out that wasn't true. I have people in, in our community that were, that were given months to live and are 16 years later, you know, telling, telling, telling about that. And, and so, you know, it really comes down to the choice of how we're going to approach living this life. And, and, and if there were a conversation with God to have, how would I approach that conversation? Would I automatically assume that God's in my favor and on my side? Or have I been taught that there's something there that, you know, I'm going to have to meet with the approval of in order to be in the good graces of, in order to be healed through? Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it a little dicey because people are, uh, intimidated and people are very insecure and people feel that they, that they don't have permission to be, to be their, their whole self. And, and we're living at a time where we really have an opportunity to, to both and it. So I'm not saying that, that, that a conversation about God has to play into anything regarding someone's ability to heal. But I do know that if someone assumes that something is there that is bigger than how they've been seeing themselves, that they could see themselves from a bigger perspective, that if we can take that on and live from that bigger perspective, that the people who do that, uh, they heal, they heal. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you call it, whether it's, you know, God or Jesus or Allah or Buddha or, you know, Jehovah or whatever, it doesn't, 
It doesn't matter. Nature. It doesn't matter. It can be anything. But the idea of allowing it to be something is helpful when we're trying to break out of the cage that our minds have created based upon the beliefs that we've been taught, you know, and that we've absorbed and that we've been unconsciously carrying, carrying on. Do you feel that, uh, I guess, you sort of said there that, the you know, maybe the f- people need to start asking, am I open? Is that where people begin to explore this realm? Like, say they're hearing this conversation for the first time and they're like, oh, I want to check this out. Is it, is, does it begin with that inward question of, <clears throat> am I open? Uh, am I, do I want to do things differently? Could I be wrong? Is my experience, you know, naive or whatever it might be? Yeah. Beautiful questions. I just so appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. And, and, um, you know, I would first say, yes, that's a great place to start. Am I, am I possibly wrong is a beautiful question. Now, not to just to create this wrongness about everybody. And now I got to go through my life being wrong in order to be more right. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever they're talking about here, it's, it's about letting go of the personality, just releasing the stronghold on, on the idea that we think we know what we have, who we are, because most people don't. Uh, and not that, not that they're confused. It's that they think that they are Sue or they think that they are Mike or they think that they are Maddie or they think that they are John. And it's not true. Uh, we are a stream of consciousness that is always able to be reinventing itself if we would let it. You know, that, that whole toric field thing that we were saying, this is constantly mm-hmm. replenishing and rejuvenating. And in seven years time, every cell in this body has, has had the opportunity to replace itself anew not to replace itself as the same expression that it was in seven years ago, but a new, a different version. And so if we have an ailment that we've had for more than seven years, we're doing something more like this to keep Mm -hmm. recreating the environment that keeps causing our cells to function the way that they are. And so we keep reproducing it. And so if if that's happening, you know, the answer to the question is, yeah, you could be wrong. You could, you could be, you could have drawn a conclusion about yourself that is really selling yourself short and you don't even know it. You could be thinking that your, <clears throat> that your efforts to help others is just a good thing, but you might be compensating for the, I, the, the mistaken idea that you're not enough. And if you're not out there doing good, then it, you're not whole. You're not going to be good enough. You're not earning your right to be, to be a good person. And, and excuse me. And so if we could, you know, make sure that the, the way that I'm approaching life, um, is, is from ground zero. It's like neutral. Am I trying to prove something? Am I trying to make up for something? Am I compensating for something? Or am I just truly here in delight, in sharing? And am I, am I knowing that I am whole and complete as I am and that, and that I deserve and can express and expand, uh, that in any direction that I choose, in all directions that I choose. And my life will be an abundant reflection if I allow it to be, or my life will be a lacking reflection if that's what I've been confining it to be. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And I think that's really useful for people to, yeah, just know where to begin. Because I think the thing that I really enjoy about the way that you speak about this is is that you really make it tangible and, and you speak from the spirit, you know, the physical to the spiritual and back and or energetic and back and forth. And so I think it makes a, a lot of sense the way that you deliver it. Um, because you're so great, we've got to point everybody in your direction. So where can everybody find you online, get your book, all of these types of things? Oh, sure. Um, pretty easy to find. Uh, DrSueMorter.com. It's M-O-R-T-E-R. So it's D-R-S-U-E-M-O-R-T-E-R.com. And um, I have a book called The Energy Codes, which you can access uh, online at Amazon or at Barnes & Noble or any of those uh, outlets. And uh, I teach coursework all the time. I'm always bringing new opportunities for people to to learn another doorway into this world that we're speaking about, whether it has to do with teaching energy medicine or, or learning how to become an energy medicine practitioner or learning meditation, learning, learning how to anchor the consciousness in the core of the body so that we are pulling ourselves back together from the splat through yoga and conscious body movement. Um, there is also just a, a, a slew of 
of of courses that I teach around uh, from square one. You know, how do I get started? What do I do? Called the Energy Codes as well. The coursework called the Energy Codes, and it's a codified approach to teaching you how to you know land this and pull yourself back together and and recognize that this this the invisible you is the real you and the physical you is the reflection of that. So we need to get to know that one so that this one can have a better go of it here uh, on the surface of this planet while we're here. So lots of lots available to uh, anyone who's who's interested from many different directions. Yeah, great. And for everybody listening, um, I will put all of those links in the show notes below so that you can scroll down and get some of Sue's stuff and join her world. Uh, and so, if you've enjoyed this episode as well, or you think anyone that you know that may be sick or struggling or going through anything and they need a new perspective, share this episode with them, share it to your social media, let people know so that we can keep growing the healthy friends family that we're building here on planet Earth in our physical world. So, uh, before we wrap up, like I would I'd love to have you back because I totally want to go down a consciousness rabbit hole as well. But before we wrap up today, from all of your amazing learnings, what do you think is one piece of health information that you wish more people knew about? Hmm. Health information. You know, I, um, I know that, that food as medicine and consciousness as medicine are the two places that we need to become masterful as a species. And as we allow that to be true in our lives, uh, we will definitely change and evolve at the pace that we're intended to be evolving. And so there's nothing broken, there's nothing wrong, and there's nothing missing. We just need to learn how to prioritize what we're paying attention to. And the energies of foods and the energies of consciousness are the two things that will allow this vehicle to have a better ride along the train tracks as we were speaking about. So need to open that secret compartment at the bottom of the toolbox. <laughs> yes, yes, there's that secret little piece under there that nobody yeah. told us about, but it's there just waiting. And uh, oh my gosh, what a difference it makes. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Sue. I've really loved this conversation. I can't wait to have you back in the future. Absolutely, anytime. I've absolutely enjoyed it. And thank you again for who you are and how you are shaping the conversations that everyone gets to tap into. So, oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. My pleasure. Wonderful. Well, we'll talk soon. Okay. Much love. Bye. All righty. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.